welcome to Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 11. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. My name is Winter, and I'll be playing the Elf Druid, Sariel. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a dwarf again. My name is Galena. Huzzah! Hi, my name is Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard. Hello, my name is Eric, and I play Sten, the half-orc barbarian. Hi, my name is Mark, and I play Gish, the human fighter paladin. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, you all slew the beast that slew Wink the warrior, but you suffered a heavy casualty of one mushroom. Spots fell in battle, bravely holding the line against the frog royal guard, which was frankly tragic for me and maybe Eric most of all. <laughs> Extraordinarily so. I try to protect Eric. Oh, I know. I was I there. You did I brought your best. back I, I brought back several of them. Thank God for that. Yeah, seriously. It would have been it could have been much worse. Indeed. All of you stand in a line outside of Ironhorn's keep. In front of you, two sprites, one with a shock of white hair and fine armor, flower petal, war skirt, and the other a brown, mossy figure, kind of burly for a sprite. Daisy has just snapped her fingers, and around you the world shrinks as you grow rapidly to your original height. Luckily, something about this magic is spreading you out so you guys don't just like comedically bonk into each other and fall into the water, but you all find yourself sort of spread out around the castle. The world comes into clearer focus. Autumn-colored woodlands stretch as far as you can see, every surface covered in some kind of life. From the shore of the pond, you see your noble steeds, as if through a haze, in a small restless herd nearby, half there and half not. Daisy, who's stayed in front of your faces this entire time, just lifting up from the ground upon her wings, calls out to you, you should travel through autumn to save time, and your horses solidify from the haze. You are standing at the pond, items in hand, with Daisy flitting from horse to horse, greeting them and kissing them on their little noses. Horsies! Welcome Where's Helga? Back. I want you to roll a perception check to look for Helga. I shall. Eden rolled a 13 in perception. You see numerous creatures hurrying into the underbrush at your sudden emergence into full height. Embiggins. Your embiggance into flight, yes. Amongst them, you spot a hedgehog scurrying away with a hat still stuck to its spines, oh. as well as a small shrew next to it that is no longer has a scarf, but you see a little shred of cloth on the ground several feet behind it. Oh, naked. <laughs> Do you want to adopt them, Eden? Uh, I'd like to, but I think it would be best to just leave them here in their habitat but I will miss them. Do you guys think we should set up an encampment here and just make it so our lives now are about raising these animals? <laughs> no, that sounds boring. No. Just the thought, okay. Sorry, sorry, James. I know you had this elaborate plot, but now oh. we own a nightclub <laughs> and we adopt <laughs> woodland animals. <laughs> that should be the theme of our nightclub. That's actually a really good idea. Sorry, did you say if the mushrooms got big? Oh, good point. <clears throat> In addition to that, you also see that the castle next to you, only now coming up to about Sten's kneecap, next to that castle is a pile of five items, a bag of gems, a belt of stoneworking tools, the vizier's staff, now walking cane-sized for a human, a small iron ring, and a dwarf action figure. The belt wriggles imperceptibly, and those of you still on spores here... Oh no! Mind. Can I save them? 
<laughs> Sten, you pick up the belt, all three mushrooms underneath, holding up their little tiny arms, trying to support the weight of this giant belt above them. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, God. Is it? Wait, is it bright out right now? No, it is still twilight. Oh, phew. Okay. No, but they're, they're, the little, they're little again, everyone. They're little. Nobody step on them. They're little. Sten? What? Sorry, I missed that. I heard Sten. Oh, uh, I don't know why I got high pitched there for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, hi, uh, do you want to get back in your box or on my shoulder or something? Oh, the box, please. We're tired and hungry and we need some time. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, all do, little we ones. All, we all do. Yes, I will hoist them into the box. All right, inside the compost box with fresh compost, I hope. Yes. I'll collect it from some of our formerly civilized woodland animals. <laughs> Perfect. As they undoubtedly shat themselves as they <laughs> went through that traumatic experience. Sten just reaches his hand through like the sally port of the castle and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. scoops. Should be some in here. Um, a couple things you will notice as you guys are looking around, sort of getting your bearings as your horses steadily walk towards you. Sten, the wooden haft of your new warhammer crumbles in your grip as if it is ancient and is almost petrified but is crushed by your grip whoa tariel your small stack of scribblings uh whisper a little bit wait my special gift yes yeah that that existential crisis <laughs> wait whisper as in they make they're talking to her now well not talking to her just talking i feel like having come from an a uh, fairly large library this might not even be the first time papers have tried to talk to Sariel, but she'll lift an eyebrow at them. You stop yes. that. You stop that right now. It's really hilariously inappropriate for books in a library, even. I know. You've hushed them. Silence! The uh, papers, so to speak, the pile of very thin bark ceases to whisper under your disapproving gaze and hushes. Gij, your spider silk rope wriggles a bit and starts snaking around your arm. Uh, uh, that's That's kind of unnerving is this normal he's just going to hold up his arm as if hoping that it will stay on his arm and look to the others and then point with his free hand is this normal i don't do i need to kill it now it starts like going up his sleeve is that hesius now does it get possessed by the spirit of hesius sten you look over there's a snake on the opposite shore it just like looks up and like a little tongue at you oh you son of a (laughs) (laughs) then immediately starts slithering into the underbrush can i chase it I want to uh, try to grab it. Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, I'm aware this is the stupidest thing I've Geesh, ever done. Can, can will... Sariel see this happening and try to full body tackle Sten? <laughs> uh, Good luck with that. Yes, right. Sten, do you want to contest this? Um, yes, and this could actually be pretty hilarious because I'm quite exhausted. Okay, Sten, disadvantage, athletics, Sariel, normal athletics. Well, actually, I rolled quite well. 17. Ha! Uh, I will I be I rolled a 7. <laughs> Then so, now has a Sariel cape as he runs after the snake. Perfect. <laughs> the best. Hey, come back. Tell me if it's okay that my rope is acting like a snake. Can I be I'm like sorry. so oblivious that I think she's helping me? Uh, be like, yes, course. we'll get him together. So they're going to be gone for a hot second. Eden and Galena. Gige looks perturbed about the uh, rope that is now coiling around his arm and poking out through his uh, cravat. Oh, he's wearing plate right now. Yes. He doesn't have sleeves. Uh, it's just like going into his breastplate down the front of his chest. Eden, do you, do you mind? Oh, gosh. Do you want me to remove it? Cause... Well, I mean, I, I I can tell if it's evil. I have to use a spell. But like, 
Is this normal? Should I be worried about this? Should I see a doctor if it persists for more than four hours? Okay, you might want to ask Galena about that. We're going <laughs> to ask about medical treatments. Or well, yeah. I could just roll Arcana and yeah, I mean, see if, what if, I can figure out. Yeah, see what you can figure out. Ooh, Eden rolled an 18 in Arcana. As you are gandering at this rope, pick up the end, just sort of looking at it, seeing how it reacts, you get an idea to ask Gij to give it an order. Ask Gij to give it an order? Is that what you said? Yeah. Hey, Gij, can you humor me for a second? Sure. Just tell it to do something. Just anything. Um, okay. Gij will look at the rope coiled around his arm and somewhat into his breastplate and say, coil into loops. The rope immediately coils into a perfect figure eight loop tying around itself and then like pulls itself into your hand. Goodness, wow. that seems useful. I don't remember. I think it was Sariel. He'll see Sariel being dragged away. He's like, ha, and she thought I couldn't make a spider silk rope. <laughs> then put his incredibly cool commandable spider silk Feywild rope into his pocket. All right. We cut to Sten charging. I imagine Sten now full size just like goes through the water, which at oh, its yeah. deepest point is like waist deep, maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm just making a dash for Heshes. <laughs> okay. The snake startles and starts, you know, fleeing from you. Something fierce. I want you to and, make oh, a survival check. I'm probably yelling out, don't worry, Gish, we'll stop him. Because Sten, of course, <laughs> is convinced that this is the cause of everything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, which, what, an athletics, did you say? Survival. Oh, God. You're going to be able to catch up to it easy. It's just catching it is the problem and like tracking it through the... Wait, so I, do I have disadvantage on that? I believe you have disadvantage on everything at this point. I'll, I'll we, ha we have a thing. We have rules for exhaustion. What does level two exhaustion do? Well, if I do have a disadvantage, I rolled a nine. Otherwise, I rolled an 18. No, actually, I just rolled a nine because it's the first one. So never mind. You catch up to the snake, but right as it goes down a hole... And you see this end of its tail going down as your hand slams into it. No! Sariel finally letting her feet touch the ground. <laughs> then it's just a snake. We're going to have to burn it out. Can I try using produce flame on the hole? Stan, no! <laughs> Galena's asleep. We've got to save Gige. Gige is back with the others. But the snake has ensorcelled his silk thing. It's Hesh's. It's Hesh's. Sariel, like, holds up a finger and then realizes that probably wouldn't even be the craziest thing to happen today. <laughs> Behind you, abandoning, smooching the horse's uh, little fuzzy noses, Commander Daisy Yellowheart appears, just sort of floating behind you. What are you guys doing? Why are you uh, hunting a snake? Are you hungry? It's... No, this fell beast nearly killed us all before, and now it's trying to finish the job with our friend over there. I've got to stop it once and for all. I'll say Gisha's going to... Caught sent. It's okay. It's not Heshes. It's true. They're only like 50 yards away. <laughs> like in the brush. <laughs> Wait, this isn't Heshes? No. In the it's hole? It's not. Here? No, where is he? I mean, my rope, my rope isn't. I'm, I Can I hear him from where he is? You have to yell, but yeah. No, my rope. It's not Heshes. It's fine. I mean, you can kill the snake if you want, but I don't. Oh. It's. Hey, that man's determined. Okay. Stupid snake. In full disclosure. If Sten had managed to catch a snake, he almost certainly would have befriended it. Uh, yeah. But he didn't know that. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, they'll be like, oh, are you sure? Yeah. No, he didn't, he didn't do the thing where she was really smart about magic. It's okay. Damn it. Hmm. Sten will just walk away from the hole and growling at Heshes. Stupid Heshes. <laughs> may, I, may I say something to Daisy? 
she will come back with them. Is there anything Galena and Eden and you are doing while whilst they tromp back? Galena is fear sleeping. She's traumatized. She's just sleeping. So I you kinda... passed out like right when you got there? <laughs> right when yeah. you woke up? She picks up the, the gemstones and then she kind of like stumbles over to Journey and then passes out. That is true, like, dwarf instinct. It's gotta get those jewels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she Sleep. may be, like, a weird hipster goth dwarf, but she's still a dwarf. And and her brain is just like, I've I've seen too much. I need to shut down. And she shuts down. Also, she's at, like, seven health, and she was a toad, so. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, Sten and Sariel and Daisy get back to your little island. Sten now drenched from the waist down. Sariel managed to stay dry because Sten just went through the water so quickly that she stayed horizontal. <laughs> I don't know what you guys, but I'm getting tired. Yeah, I reckon a short rest is in order for us. And you will worriedly look at Galena, who apparently has just like flopped down over her small pony. But he will turn his attention to Daisy and he'll say, wait, what did you mean? Was save time if we travel through the autumn? Oh, yes. We're gonna travel through the Feywild it'll save you like three weeks huh there's a trod maybe five locales from here he'll turn to Sariel and say could we have always done this to like get to places faster it has to be done through really specific spots well sure but I mean if there was spots like that could we have done that in like the cities anywhere I guess Sariel pauses to just sort of consider the question it's something that's possible in the correct places but it's difficult and dangerous. So it's like you have to find portals that are normally there and go through them. But otherwise, you could, but it's like jumping from horse to horse. Yeah, something like that. Huh. Okay. After Sariel's explained this weird fam magic nonsense concept, he'll then turn to Daisy and say, Oh, I saw something strange. Do you no. know? Wait, no, stop. <laughs> there was a man in a green cloak on a unicorn do do you guys know who that is and he's asking if the pixie platoon knows of such a, a figure i know um. who that is <laughs> what <laughs> not galena <laughs> but i do oh out of character it was a cameo well, well if you're gonna put cameos james i'm gonna think they're important they Hold are on. important just, let me let me just say what she's gonna say well i don't know but not many people can tame a unicorn they're Pretty rare and aren't particularly fond of being ridden. Did he perchance have solid colored eyes? I don't remember, James. Yes, yes, he did. Hey, you, you're asleep. You hear a voice from the It's from your the memory. Ether. My memory, okay, my memory, my memory, which sounds a lot like Amanda says, yeah, it looked like his eyes were solid colored. Oh, it was an Eldrin. Didn't you know that there are elves that live here? They're like jerks, mostly, but you know. They're not going to kill you on sight, usually. No, no. I mean, he then points to Eden and Sarah, and he's like, they're the ones who know magic. I know this. And then he points to a sword and shield. So, oh, no. they're really good at that, too. So I wouldn't suggest dueling any of them. They're into that as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so does the Vloville Coalition need us to return now, or can we take a rest? He'll look to the rest of the group. Well, if you leave now... We're not going to gain that much time, and this is as safe a place as any if you need to, you know, take a rest. Eden gets her big anime eyes ready to look sad, as if to say, yes, please, let us take a short rest. 
Well, I'm talking long rest, baby. That that works. I am totally fine with that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, okay. Let's let's get a good eight hours. I think Sten needs yes, it. Yes, please. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I could go over twelve, frankly, if we can spare it. But Daisy flies over to a nearby stump with a little bit of smoke rising from it. Goes to a hole on the side, puffs up her little chest, and blows into it and starts a small fire. All right, camp's started. I'm going to somehow try and not get my boots completely wet crossing back over because I cannot walk on lily pads anymore. You do not need to make an athletics check as Gij is not exhausted, but Gij does the thing and you don't want to get your boots wet, so you jump over a puddle of water. So you guys are having a long rest. You see very slowly the sky is getting darker. Wait, is time passing? And when I say time, I mean... Sorry, are we going to have, are we going to notice a difference between day and night now? Uh, it's getting darker, I think. I guess now now that we're setting up camp around the musty stump, which is very curious now, I'm wondering if there's people inside it. Is it on fire? Who's drawing that? Yes, the musty stump is bursting into flame slowly. No. Apparently there was a flame already in it. Do not, and... ah, do not light that on fire. Somebody get some, go, go get some water and, and throw it on the, on the musty stump. I don't think there's anyone in it anymore. Okay, so look, guys, I'm just trying to process how what is going on here. So everything we just experienced is now gone. And yeah. In this case, literally on fire. I yeah, I think. So that was good. We're glad that happened. Dariel shrugs kind of broadly. Don't worry about the stump, darlings. There's no one left in there. Galana just snorts and rolls over. What about the cheese? There's still good cheese left in there. Can we get it? The instead kind of try to dig around and look for the cheese. <laughs> you start to reach your hand inside there, and despite your affinity to fire, it still burns you. Ah, damn it! It's burning the. Ah. You do find an acorn. You grab it and you pull it out, and there's like a little bit of liquid that smells kind of like alcohol in it. Cheese that does taste better melted, in my opinion. This is Maybe true. not this melted. We've just invented nachos or something <laughs> oh, like wood nice. nachos. Yes, wood chip nachos. Well, I feel victorious over the entire world did we just basically kill the world if i'm understanding correctly i wouldn't worry about it son you've destroyed a curse and all existence is brought into being to suffer but this one specifically so and you only destroyed a very small world it only existed for about another 50 yards (laughs) that's deep but but all the cute animals are you're gone now and hesh's is still around they're still alive, and I don't think Heshus was ever sentient. Oh, he was. You have no idea. <laughs> he, he seemed that... pretty sentient to us. I'll take your word for it. So what happened to Cruel. the sentience of the other animals? Mm, I suppose it still exists somewhere, probably in the astral plane. Hmm. Okay. But it was removed from them. Right. Yujax as if he knows what this means. Both fairies have set themselves down on like a small branch, as if it's a big log. Well, are we hungry? Well, I was just digging around inside a tiny burning building for a bit of cheese, so I'd say, yes, I'm hungry. And, well, no, we ate the blueberry bread, but we increased in size. I don't know if we increased in size in our stomachs. That's a fascinating question. question. And if need be, I really hated those geese, and I'm pretty sure I can kill a geese now. No. A goose over there turns its head suddenly and, huh? Otherwise, I guess we can just eat the provisions we normally carry. Yeah. Well, all right. So I guess Gij will start to ready himself 
just to s- settle in for the night and get warm around the fire. All right. So as you guys start to bed down, does anybody pick up the rest of the objects and who do they go to? I think Stan is going to take the uh, the stone cutting tools. Right, right, right. He has some and experience with that Galena stuff. already jacked all the gems. Eden is going to take a hold of the iron ring and the cane that was left behind. Okay, cool. I guess I'm going to hold on to the teeny tiny armor. Dwarvish because, action figure? Cool. Yeah, the dwarven doll armor. <laughs> and I have my rope. I don't need anything else. Okay, that accounts for everything. And you guys settle down around the fire. Does anybody want to do anything else this evening? Or do you want to just cut to the morning? I'm going to say that Galena wakes up briefly, sits up and looks around and then reflects on what happened when she was a toad. Looks over at Sten, remembering some of the ways she acted around him. Face palms, turns bright red, and then turns over and tries to fall back to sleep, cringing. (laughs) Like, oh, why did I say that? It's okay, Sten's mind is blown so significantly by this whole experience that he will likely be unable to remember much of it, other than it was a scary snake and the cute <laughs> animals, and the cute animals are all gone. This, this is just all getting compartmentalized. That's like so much of our travels. Oh no. I guess you could try and approach Sariel for a bit of a conversation. Okay, do you guys do that right next to the fire? Do you like step away for a second? Um, I assume he's going to approach her next to the fire, unless she seems uncomfortable and steps away, or prefer to step away. No, Sariel would just be chilling, getting warm. Kij will, will sit down next to her and start talking. Could you really not turn into a bear when we were wherever that was? I'm not 100% sure. But the way Helga explained it is it was a land for small creatures. So I think turning into a bear could have gone very badly. I noticed you don't... He starts to draw the back of his neck, trying to find a way to put words... So that he doesn't sound like a jerk accusing someone of not knowing how to fight, but then just kind of seems to be struggling. Reading the body language of Awkward Pause, uh, Sariel will speak up. Thank you for the fighting that you did there and for keeping all of us alive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's no problem. It's, I would have to do it for a stranger even before Saloon demanded it. Gage looks at the ground and leans forward, elbows to his knees. I was pretty hard on Sten when he lost control of the sword. I I get kind of heated when there's a chance someone could die. Is there a reason you don't want to tell me what you can do in terms of your abilities? Sariel would raise an eyebrow. Is this about changing Sten from a fly back to Sten? Because honestly, I wasn't even sure if I could do that. And apparently having spiders that are your children, I guess. There's a lot of things about you. I guess really about this group that I'm not too certain about. And hey, we stopped a war, which is great, but I'm I'm not getting a whole lot to go on here. Yeah, the spider thing was also kind of a surprise. I probably shouldn't have kept that from the group. If people want privacy, that's fine. But when you try and turn into a big animal and you get killed for like the third time, it might help for us to do some planning. Uh, sorry, I will nod. That's reasonable. I guess if I could ask now, well, what was her name? Was her, was her name Neris, James? Neris Cestral, yes. I mean, I, I kind of brought it up earlier, maybe in a way that was rather rude, but what was up with Neris? She said something like, you were friends with the enemy? Dario's expression will harden a little bit. It's a complicated thing, and living a servant's life, I'm sure you understand, at least to some extent. To have a family, but not know them, and be raised in the loyalty of another. I'm not sure I follow. Who's your family? The Cestral's my clan. 
but I spent a hundred years, a majority of my life, in a library in the Avzal Kingdom. And, while I wouldn't say that I'm loyal to them, I don't feel any particular attachment to the Cestral either. Hmm. I will say that being a border tribe, things aren't easy for them. They don't deserve the scorn they receive sometimes from the other tribes. Gij nods and looks over at the fire. Hmm. If Gij is just quiet for a while, Sariel will say quietly, Thank you for keeping us alive, and thank you for the bread. It was very good bread. At the mention of the bread, he just he just smiles a little bit. He's like, thank you. Though he's going to go peek over at Galena, because it was really strange how she immediately passed out onto her horse. Can I take a look at Galena to make sure she's okay? Definitely. Is she going Galena. through dwarven puberty or something? <laughs> Galena, are you okay? I mean, when you are asleep, what? are you displaying symptoms of stress? What is Gij doing? Is he just looking or is he poking me? Um, thank you. It's a, it's a good question. When he goes to check on Glenna, he's going to stand over, depending on how she's oriented, and just kind of like lean over and pull his hat up a little bit so there's maybe just a little bit more moon and starlight so he can see things clearer. But oh, yeah. seeing how distressed she is. Are you wearing, are you still wearing your ninja outfit? Oh, I, I imagine by this point I've, I've removed the half plate and I've removed the super cool ninja cloak. Did you recall to do the entire 10-minute uh, incantation? Yes. I imagine in our time, bef at the start of our long rest, I did the 10-minute incantation. Okay, cool. But there's no way at some point Galena did not notice that you were wearing this. Yeah, um, that's definitely disturbed her. She definitely looks distressed. She's kind of like in fetal position and her teeth are clenched. Whoa. And if you move in a way that causes like light to hit her, then she's going to wake up suddenly and kick out a little and then see that it's you, grumpily sigh, roll over and then go, hi, and then <laughs> roll over and fall back to sleep. He's just going to crouch down, um, on sit on his haunches and be like, hey, Glenn, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm tired. Yeah, you were a frog. I imagine that takes it out of you. That was weird. I didn't really even remember playing music. I'm pretty sure you've been to some wild parties, right? I mean, I never forget that of myself. And she's going to bring out her panpipes and like try to play something on them. A beautiful that... tune arises from it. Oh, <laughs> yay! Uh, she she sits up and then she starts playing more. And she sniffs and rubs her eyes really quickly and looks quickly over at Gage to make sure he didn't notice that she started tearing up. And then she kind of coughs and then keeps playing. I want to say when she looks at Gage, she's going to quickly look to the right, which she can actually tell because he's still not wearing the blindfold. There's a more discordant toot when she notices that. <laughs> she's like, wait, hold. What? She, she like touches his face, his eyes. What? Where? What? <laughs> As you reach up to touch Gij's face, Journey butts his head in and gets those good scratchies. <laughs> I was going to say Gij recoils as if like a fly is buzzing around his face and he doesn't know what to do. It was a fly. A fly that was on Journey. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, you know, there's always like just flies around horses no matter what. Oh. So when Journey's head came in, so did a couple flies that attacked Gij. Okay. Well, once he sees that she is at the very least, feeling a bit better and can play her music, he'll give her like a pat on the shoulder and be like, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure you're fine. And then I guess Sarah's probably going to be meditating. Eden and Stan are going to be sleeping. 
he's gonna just check with the horses because it feels he feels like it's been a while and then eventually he's just gonna try doing some night riding and then go to sleep okay because horses are important you need to care about for your horses and love them and give them brushies because they're not just there you just can't forget about them sorry continue Ronan is pleased at the attention, though he is a little bit uh, a little bit sleepy, as it is the nighttime, but enjoys a quick couple loops around the pond. The rest of you sleep, take your watches. Two small sprites take turns in their watches as well. And very slowly, the sun rises and morning comes. But just as it is becoming dawn, the sun moves no further. I feel like Stan would just be like looking at the sun. Like for like an awkwardly long period of time being like, is it gonna, is it? Are we dreaming? I think it stopped. The embers of the stump, which is now sort of burnt out, blackened on the inside. You see both sprites in the soot reaching down and then they both paint on like war faces. Mm. Is everybody ready? Get up. Chop, chop. Uh, did Did you little guys stop the sun? It's stuck again. Oh, it's not stuck. It's just stabilized. This curse was a weird place, and now it's figured out what time it is now. Wait, so wait, Sten's now thinking, has he been remembering his entire life wrong? Has the sun never moved? You're in the Feywell. Don't think too hard. So the sun doesn't move? Not unless you move. I never figured this out just, until now. Just, just ask Sariel, man. I don't get it either. Sariel, like, sleepily rolls over and just calls out, Magic don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait, what? You weren't meditating? I, I think Sariel would have taken a full night's rest. Okay. She can't meditate two nights in a row. So uh-huh. if there was, if it was safe enough to sleep, she would have slept. Okay. Also, Gij will pause for a moment at the side of the stump and go, Salmonius, Salmonius, Salmonius? Hello there. What's up? Hey. hey. Oh, God. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why? Uh, a three-foot man with a swooping brown hair and fine get-up appears next to you, and immediately your sprites pull their bows and fire at him. Whoa! Two little pinpricks appear on his hand as he raises it up Darth Vader-style to stop them. Looks like you got uh, some pretty aggressive friends here. Let's uh, turn them off for a second. Both sprites turn into small cocoons that wriggle in the middle of the fire pit. So, wow. what can I do for you? Hey, I was Gish points. Wait, so they're they're little cocoons that are in the fire pit. Yeah, but the fire pit's burnt out a long okay. time ago, so it's just char. Gish is gonna quickly get startled by this and pick up the cocoons. Like, whoa, hey, I was just gonna ask if you're okay because, and then he's pointing to the stump. Well, he holds up his hand and shows you two tiny, tiny arrows that are in it. This hurts. I didn't expect to be attacked. Look, I'm not gonna hold it against you because you're my clientele. I assume mm-hmm. that they're just with you. Don't worry about it. He pulls the arrows out and drops them on the ground. No, but I mean, the stump, it's, are you okay? That was your business. Are you okay? He looks down at it. Yeah, I had some good times in there. But that's in the past. No more. Okay. Salmonius is branching out. Yeah, it's a good pun. Right? I loved it. Geese turns to stand and nods. He's like, that is a good pun. It's pretty good. I'm glad you survived, Sal. At first, when you appeared, I was like, oh no, it's that guy. (laughs) <laughs> but then I, I quickly remembered that you're a rather charming person. Well, I thank you, but uh, why am I here? I mainly just wanted to make sure you were okay. But also, if you wouldn't mind, I think you're going to have my vision for a while longer. And if you wouldn't mind extending the courtesy, just let me know when my vision is going to come back so I can slip my by and fold on. It's kind of unpleasant for me. You know, I'm not like you. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a hardy fey boy. Mm. So, Salmonius 
reaches up as if to put his hand on your shoulder, but he's too low to do that. And then he just like does the come hither finger and then holds his hand out again. Mm-hmm. So Gij leans forward. He puts his hand on your shoulder and puts his head pretty close to yours. You called me to do you a favor? Well, I called to make sure you were okay. That's your nice. And it's your first time. Next time you call, you call to deal. Okay? Wow. Here I was thinking that once my visions return to me, and you seem to like them, it's within both of our best interests that we continue to have a good working relationship. Because I don't I always want these visions. But next time, I'll teleport you somewhere and have two tiny people attack you. How about that? Oh, come on. You can handle my visions, but you can't handle two arrows. I'm sorry, two toothpicks. <sighs> anyway, sure. We're such good buddies and all. I'll give you a warning before your vision comes back. It's entirely optional. You don't have to. But I'm Anybody glad to see you Anybody else here a okay. businessman not like this fella? I am absolutely not a businessman at all, no. I like that about you. You're honest. You're upfront. Thanks, Sal. I like you too. Sariel, like, panic sat up when Gij started calling his name, but now just kind of flops back over. <laughs> well, if that's it, I'm going to go. Yep, that was all. He looks around questioningly for a moment and then is gone. I was going to say, I think Sten is feeling kind of invigorated, actually, that that ridiculous thing is still alive. And that's, you know, something of the past few days survives and doesn't feel like it was all just one bad dream. Even if the thing that survives is kind of an obnoxious person who's going to screw them over. <laughs> From whatever, like, nest of moss and blanket Sariel made her bed out of, she'll just kind of call out, Yeesh, we agreed to coordinate things. Please ask the rest of the party before summoning Fabings. I was asking if he was okay. I didn't realize he was going to be so surly. It's a, it's a fit, and then she realizes that doesn't mean anything to him. She's just kind of, okay. <laughs> Wait, so makes, makes a mental note to explain the Fae better to Gij and the rest of the party later. Because to Gij, it's just a person whose house, yeah. whose place of business has just been burnt down. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Are, he just like a head sticking out of a pot before? It was magic. He could magic that. Well, yeah, but what was he now? Because we've only seen his face ball He's, before. No, he was a little man standing at a counter, and he would appear in the plants around his barge to get the orders from people. Oh, gosh. Well, no, uh, what was he, though? Because oh, only Sariel had seen one of them before. He Not was a, a gnome. A gnome. He was a gnome. Oh, but so, okay, okay, I misunderstood. So he didn't, when he, by come out of the plants, it was like he'd walk out from among the plants? No, he was literally a head coming out of a flower bud. It was but like yeah, a, hologra- it was like a right, holographic right. projection so coming his... out of a flower. Right. No, but, but it was just his head, right? Yeah. He also looked like a blue kind of scarred, bug-eyed thing and then turned into a gnome the first time you saw him. Uh, but what did he look like this time? Was it like his full self or just his head? Again? Yeah, he looked like a gnome in like snappy merchant clothing. Okay. These things are important to me. I want to know about this adorable little thing. So importantly, the pixie cocoons that I'm holding, are they? did they turn back to normal when he left? They did not, but you see a small knife stick out from between the fibers and start cutting down. Are you guys okay? <laughs> I, I mean, can we help them? It'd be kind of hard. It's really small. Sten, or <laughs> do you want to use your, your, your craftsman tools to carefully... They can get themselves out, Is right? that needed, or can we just peel the cocoons? Oh, yeah. Can we just peel it open like a pea pod? You put your f- fingers on it and just like grab the fibers and yank them apart, exposing their faces, and they gasp for breath. You deal with a with a great affair? Um, yeah. If that, I don't know. Is that's I don't look. I don't. 
I keep telling you people, I don't understand the fate and the magic things. And then he points frustratingly at Eden and Sariel again. Is they do. But yeah, no, we needed him to defeat Ironhorn. He makes a mean fly stew, by the way, if you're ever in town. Well, I guess it's now incinerated. But he's branching out, he says. So keep an eye out. They both look aghast at Sten. You ate his food? Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's his chef. But yeah, fly stew. It's actually really good. We're fly hunters. I'll break it down for you. Fae are dangerous. Like, we're only partially fae. And those parts of us make us very dangerous. And the spirits that reside in this in this world, they get more and more dangerous the older they get. And the greater fae are very, very old. They're very powerful. They can warp the world around them. Make really great fly stews, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're I probably respect. connected to him now. He can sense you wherever you are in any plane. He can just be where you are. That's bad. You understand that, right? Yeah, is sure. It, is it really, though? <laughs> Listen, little, little guy, I, I, I don't understand anything that's happening here. So you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, of course I'm right. If you didn't want us making deals with Greater Faye, you guys probably should have sent more help along. Well, that's but you're here now. Her. They point accusingly at Sariel. Still, uh, still just laying down. Sorry, I'll just like shrugs. No, no, Better don't worry. No, she tells us we're dumb all the time. Don't worry. She's 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 on it. She's keeping us in check oh, most so of the time. Honestly, I, I don't know how we're not all dead yet. <laughs> yeah, the answer is me half the time. The uh... real like semi sarcastically finger guns at Gish who just summoned a fae. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so as you guys are getting ready, cooking breakfast, generally taking it a little bit easy as you guys, some of you are literally exhausted and all of you are just kind of exhausted. But when you guys are about to get ready to go, Daisy gets up on a branch about eye level and hem-hems real loud. Hem-hem! Okay, I'm going to tell you the three rules for survival in the Feywild for non-Fey. You ready? Sure. Rule number one, trust me and only me. Unless there's two me's, and then maybe don't. Rule two, don't ever, ever insult anything. Not even things that look really dumb. Rule number three, never trust or even talk to small cute things. All the fae know that it's the best way to get mortals to lower the guard. Except me, of course. Oh, wait, See rule wait. number one. Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that rule. He's going to grip Sten's shoulder and be like, and with his other hand, pat his chest and be like, I know. I mean, I'm <laughs> carrying around three cute things with me, and I talk to them all the time. I, f I feel like that's just, at a certain point, you're just asking someone not to live. <laughs> I, want, I want that to be in character. Sorry, I'll just lose her shit. <laughs> Daisy looks a little put off for a moment and says, anyway. I mean, there was a hedgehog with a hat on there. You want us not to talk to them? It's a ground rule. You never know what's trying to trick you what's not it's just safer not to we'll be careful with that one that's going to be a hard one for this group okay you guys ready to go yeah we got to go fight a tree now right well we need to get you there first but yes let's do this brigands are bad news and as this happens the two bunnies sprites astride them begin to hop off into the distance as you guys mount up and follow them into the forest that Yay! Horse riding. Reginald Ho. <laughs> Have I told you guys what Spriggans are yet? Some kind of 
tree man, tree person? Is it a cute tree person? It is not a cute tree person. Okay, we're good. I don't really care about trees, and I, and it's not cute, so we're good. In groves of trees, we have dryads, and those are basically like tree tree spirits, sentient trees, I guess, almost. But when a grove gets destroyed maliciously, those dryads have a hard time with that. And that's how you get spriggans. They're basically giant, angry trees. Very, very vengeful. Oh. Well, let's get some acorns or, or pine cones and try and plant some. Maybe that'll make it calm down. Yeah, I'm hoping this won't be a fight, but we should probably be ready for it to turn into that. Damn well, it, I just ate that one acorn that was full of that liquor. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sure we'll find more. And if, you know, worst, if worst, uh, what's one Worst comes to worse? Is that, is that a phrase? Am I making words up? It, it is a phrase. And right. if worst comes to worse, Sten can just, you can hug it and show it how much you care by setting it on fire. That's true. I can yeah. absolutely set it on fire. Hopefully we won't need to do that though. Oh, by the way, my act, or my hammer rather, the, the shaft melted. Um, uh, yes. Can I, uh, how long would it take for me to like fit that onto my other hammer? As a competent carpenter, I feel like that's something you could have done in the morning or the evening. I would like to do that, but I would like to save my old hammerhead because it, it means a lot to me and it has significant genetic proof of murders I've committed and I don't want it to fall in the wrong hands. True. Got to protect yourself from the, from the popo. <laughs> Sten in the morning is able to pull the head off the old hammer with the sweet ebony fantasy wood and uh, shave down that wood ever so slightly so it fits in the now empty hole of the new head and slot it in there nicely. When you do this I'm, and give it I'm, a couple of... I'm dying here, man. Oh, Talking come on. Sweet ebony fantasy wood. <laughs> no, I expect this from Amanda, but not you, Eric. Come on. <laughs> no, you it's even better when Eric is Eric. I just walked into that, didn't I? It um, just kept on going, right? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice it at all. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Carry on. Anyway, you give it a couple of practice swings. Realize that now that it is not a heavy, unbalanced sledgehammer, and in fact something meant for war, it is something you can hold in one hand. Oh, I never when thought of it, I could do it two hands. When you do it two-handed... <laughs> that wasn't actually intended to be innuendo. I was actually... when, when, uh, I gotta calm down. <laughs> <laughs> when you attack one-handed, it is a 1d8 plus one mastercrafted warhammer, but if you use two hands, it bumps up to a 1d10. So you can operate fighting with a shield now if you want to. Whoa. It's kind of mind-blowing. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, tactical mm -hmm. things that have opened up. Just for, for thematic purposes, I'd like to say sometime after Sten affixed the hammerhead to the previous uh, shaft, he'll be the one who have suggested, you know, if you use two hands, you can get a whole lot more damage. But if you use one, I can totally help you get used to using a shield. I might need to ask you for some help there, yeah. Yeah. Shields are great. Shield proponent over here. As you guys start going through the woods, the woods fade around you, thin out so rapidly that you wonder if they actually just disappeared, and you find yourself in a pumpkin patch filled with mist, so thick that you can only see the person in front of you and the person behind you. When this happens, Daisy pulls you up all around her and says, Now, we're going to go through a lot of these. I want you all to relax, follow my orders, and we'll be fine. This place just... Don't look at the people in the mist, even if they're looking at you. Stay focused on the person in front of you and the person behind you, and we'll get through fine. 
Hmm. Okay. Anyone who can cast light, I think maybe we should just all cast light, and that way we could just have Absolutely not. No? Why not? We don't want to draw the attention of the fae that lives here. Magic is a no-no. Excellent point. I'm pretty sure we can just slide on by. And also, mist and light, they just make it harder to see. Yeah, I guess you're right. As you guys are headed through this area, you start to see from the corners of your eyes tall black figures spindly residing just beyond the reach of where you can really make out any features. Does anyone want to gander at them? Yes. We'll define gander. I mean, yeah, I'd I'd take a look. Okay. What did we literally just say? (laughs) What did the <laughs> Come on, you can't not look a little. I mean, you're gonna die. Yeah, here. just just a little gandering. <laughs> what, not, what is our not ex- extensive gandering? What is okay. our order? What is our order? In, in, as we take this <laughs> this line through, where am I? What's going to happen? Where, how many gonna, people can I cat bats? <laughs> but you're gonna okay. Think from Sten's perspective, this advice given by these tiny ridiculous people who just shot toothpicks at someone is just they are just as ridiculous as all this other stuff. He has no way of knowing this is like the wise people. So I want you guys to set up your writing order because you're kind of single file down a path where right. there's actual little rickety fences next to you beyond which is pumpkin patches. So who's leading? Is Daisy and her cohort leading us? Daisy and her assistant, the mossy-headed man, are sort of writing point and aft on you, but also they're switching around sometimes and like riding out into the mist for a second and then coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'll just I'll take up the lead behind Daisy because it's what I do. I stand in front of the danger and get hit in the face. Okay, who's behind you? I'll stand behind him. Cool. Just make sure to hold up your shield. Well, my shield's on my back, so you can just take your time staring at it and be like, I wonder how he got that big old honk and cut out of it. That does not sound like a productive use of my time. <laughs> That's why she peeks. Trust me, it's better than looking at the horrible monsters that apparently we're not supposed to look at. Ugh, you're probably right. <laughs> Everybody already said it. You guys are going to be rolling perceptions. Okay. <laughs> so wait, just to be clear, is this like a single line? Like it's yes. a really narrow walkway? It looks like you're on a road of sorts that is just a little bit muddy, but you guys are all on your horses, so your eyes are up high. I see. Well, a stand will probably take the rear in a rare bout of sort of wisdom. Maybe. The story will be just in front of Sten. She probably would have tried to take the back and then realized it's Sten's probably a better rear guard anyway. Okay. So Eden, Sten, and Galena roll perception. As you try to peek without obviously looking so sorry Elle doesn't yell at you. This is going to go really well. Eden rolled a three in perception. Nice. Well, Sten, because he's become very adept at avoiding the scolding of Sariel, managed to roll a 20. I mean, also because you're standing behind me, which was well, yeah, yeah. maybe a mistake. <laughs> and Galena? Galena rolled a 13. So we'll start with Sten. Sten, because you're so wary of the moment of Sariel turning around that you're pretty worried about her catching you in the act, that you really just dart out of the corner of your eye and check on these things. And you realize that they are human scarecrows, malnourished, what? emaciated, completely the center of their stomachs. You can see the front of their spines through them. Dead? Wait, so you're saying they're they're like corpses mounted on like poles? Yes. Their heads are replaced with pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns to be specific, and just the heads are tracking you. Are they like festive jack-o'-lanterns or like creepy ones? Kill it with fire. Like are they like Harry Potter scenes carved onto the jack-o'-lantern or just a cruel face? (laughs) They are faces. Uh, They are not happy faces let's just say that 
Gotcha. Okay, so no good. No good. Yeah. But you manage to keep your head down for the most part, and though it spooks you, nothing else happens. Galena, the same, except you see much less of it. It's just you realize that there's uh, scarecrows out there with jack-o'-lantern heads. You do not notice that they are who-mans. They are not actual bodies. Who? Eden, however, you're one horse ahead of Sariel, so she doesn't get to yell at you because you're too far into the mist for her to see you. But you turn and you look and you lock eyes with one. Seeing everything that Sten saw, but this one burrows into your mind, I want you to make an intelligence save. Oh boy. Eden rolled a 16 in intelligence. For Eden, what is the scariest thing that's happened to her so far in her life? Oh, in her whole life? Yeah. Was it on this adventure or has something more terrifying happened before then? Probably. This is going to be quite a throwback. When we were in the sewers and someone might have to remind me exactly how this occurred, but she sort of ended up in a daze where it looked like everything was getting ready to attack her. This was right after she fell down a staircase while everyone else was upstairs in the middle of a battle. It's because the music, oh, yes. you, you had been bitten already and the music box was playing music ah, that was yes, exactly, twisting exactly, what you saw. That's right. Ah, yes. Eden, according to Galena and Gish, who are behind and in front of her respectively, Eden goes rigid on her horse and starts to shiver as if she is very cold. You start to think that you are turning into a monstrosity, not just a werewolf, but one of those things you saw while you were under the effect of the chaos music. But moments into it, your logical mind takes control. Even though your hand is literally melting into a tentacle in front of you, you tell yourself this cannot be real and maintain your calm, managing not to scream. But you are going to lose one hit dice as psychic damage hits you and your nose begins to bleed. Oh, well, that could have been a lot worse. Hey, uh, anyone else notice that we're surrounded by a bunch of dead bodies that someone put a pumpkin head on? Gish's mouth turns into a very tight crease and his eyes open wide as he continues to stare at the back of Daisy. And he's like, I don't want to look. Don't tell me what it is. I'm telling you so you don't have to look. Don't look, guys. It's gross. Don't nobody look. <laughs> you hear a small scuffle in front of you before a bunny bursts out of the mist. Hush! They can hear you. Oh, so... Sorry, guys. You're not, you're not that bad. You don't. You look fine. You start to hear the creaking of wood, but at this point, you guys are nearly out. As Daisy calls out to you, never mind, run, and immediately wheels on her bunny and kicks it into high gear. Oh crap! Ariel starts yelling, "Don't look! Don't insult things!" There were like four rules. Come on, guys. Okay, you focus didn't on the shield. The insulting? Focus on the shield, focus on the shield, focus so hard on that shield. That is the most fascinating shield I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, just, Saloon just, has a really Just cool going to study every detail. You guys gallop breakneck speed and force yourselves in general to not look into the mist any further. And moments later, find yourself in a sort of offensively bright orchard of red and gold fruit everywhere, succulent and ripe. There's no path here. But as you look around, it is also not filled with terrifying scarecrows. And at this point, you pull up. No more mist. You can all see each other again. Apparently, all of you made it, which is nice. <laughs> then you look around, and there is one less bunny. Oh, no. 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 Mm. Where's that spray bottle? James. <laughs> we have the bunny. Which bunny? Daisy flies off of her steed 
up to Sten's face, pokes you in the nose, and says, I want you to follow my orders, and only my orders. Do you hear me? Yeah. I... Sten's having trouble like completely taking this tiny thing seriously, especially after that embarrassing show they made with the, the toothpick arrows. But he just feels bad. He doesn't really... Uh, he's placating them because he feels like he hurt his feelings, I suppose. Yes, I absolutely will follow your orders. I apologize. Lead on, good sir. We'll rest the horses for a few minutes, and then we'll continue on. I feel like it doesn't need to be said, but don't touch anything, and definitely don't eat anything. Gij will turn to Daisy. Is your friend... Can we go save them? He might have made it out. He might have gone a different way, but I'm not going to hold on to that much hope. Right. Oh, but... Oh, poor bunny. Sorry I got your bunny friend killed. Bunny and Ryder. They are both lumped under the term bunny friend. Gotcha. We okay. probably could kill our way through all those monstrosities if you want to try and save your friend. Sariel shakes her head very slowly back and forth. She's kind of pale. He looks at Sariel. We could maybe, possibly, kill our way through. She to shake her head very slowly. You should just lead us on to, the, uh, to where we need to go. You rest your horses a moment. The horses keep trying to eat fruit. I hope you guys stop them. <laughs> yes. No eating things, Reginald. I know it sucks. And he's probably just making things up. But he likes to, <laughs> he likes to tell us what to do. Because he's tiny. But we'll, we'll, we'll do what he says because his friend died. And, and I probably got his friend killed. You so. feel a small weight on your shoulder. I am a she. Oh. And it is definitely not made up. This is the orchard of a greater fae. We don't want to steal from him. Okay. We won't. Don't steal from the greater fae, Reginald. Good. Keep your horse in line. She flutters away. As you guys make your way through this orchard, it is empty and strange, and like every time you pass by a tree, one perfect piece of fruit falls off in front of you and lands on a soft piece of dirt so you not know it's not bruised or anything, but you're under no compulsion to eat them or anything. Occasionally when that happens, Gij moves to himself, nope, 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 don't want to numb them apples. A short time later, you come upon a cave, and Daisy waves you into it. You can take a breather here. Nothing in here should try to kill you. Wait, wh why can we take a breather? Because it's just nothing a safe in place. here will try to kill us. Okay. We can talk amongst ourselves without the worry that something nearby will be insulted and then kill someone. This place well, is very, very confusing. Follow so rule just... number two still. And that's Which not one was insulting rule number two? things. Don't insult things. Don't insult things, okay. Right. Okay, that should be probably the easiest one well i say that and now now i'll probably find some way to do it <laughs> i didn't you... know they were alive to insult i thought it was a bunch of dead bodies i didn't know my bad let's go as she leads you into this cave you start to be a little worried those of you without dark vision that you should probably turn on some lights but very quickly, the walls fill up with glowing fungus that is almost like oil slicks or rainbows, but they sweep around in front of you, lighting and then turning off again. It's almost like almost like a dance after looking at it for a moment. Can I show the mushroom friends this? Oh, definitely. Like, hey guys, what do you think of that? I'm assuming you guys are not riding your horses through this cave, rather walking them through this cave. Sure. Uh, assuming it's not, I mean, yeah, depending on its size, I guess. Yeah. You open your box and let the mushrooms look out. You see a little poof of mushroom dust come out of them. They look back up at you. Sten is always on mushroom dust. Or have <laughs> you been giving them some space? Uh, I've been giving them some space since, yeah, no, since we 
since they asked for it. One of them poofs, but then waves it in your direction, and you catch a whiff, and you hear them say, Ah, that's beautiful, Sten. We've never seen anything like it. Sten sheds a small tear of happiness to know that the, the mushrooms can be happy again. You spend maybe an hour in this cave before emerging out into a sort of clearing with a river crossing in front of you. When you look to the right and left, there is an indomitable cliff that you have just emerged from that sort of arcs in a semicircle, which you are at the closed end of, and the river crosses the edges of it. As you look ahead, you see that there are three bridges that cross this river. One is stacked arched stone, one is a rope tied from a tree to a tall rock in the stream, and then to a tree on the other side. Third is a fallen tree that seems a little slippery and mossy. Between you and the river, in a clearing, is a stone jutting from the earth with fluid runes carved into it. As you get a little closer to it, the runes muddle themselves and reform into common. What do they say? One moment. I actually have a map for this. Yeah, I was about to say my brain only gathered half of those details. Three bridges, two lead to death, one offers hope. What does not touch the soil cannot be trusted. What is dead holds a cruel surprise. What is not where it belongs holds betrayal in its heart. Daisy hauls up her bunny and looks up at this rock. This was not here last time. Mm. Can we trust this rock? This looks like an obvious trap. I'm going to fly over. Uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Wait. Wait, he's not touching the soil. We can't trust him. <laughs> da- da- Daisy's a, a she-stan. She is not I'm touching a she, the soil. And remember, rule number one, always trust me. Unless there's more me's. Yeah, but I feel like there's some sort of flaw in that argument. But okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys, we can puzzle this out. A good old-fashioned riddle. Something that makes sense. And by we, I mean you guys. Not me. All right, so on the left, there's an actual bridge. What's the bridge made out of? Stone. It's made of stone. How well crafted does it look? It looks like not cut stone, but shards of stone that have been stacked, but it's still done in arches, so it has like a keystone at the top of each arch. What does not touch the soil cannot be trusted. What is dead holds a cruel surprise. What is not where it belongs holds betrayal in its heart. So there's a rope here going from two trees and a stone jutting out of the water. What do the trees look like? They look like large, healthy maples with gold and red leaves. Hmm. And then there's a fallen tree over to the right. Mm-hmm. Is it dead? It's dead for sure. Like it's fallen and there's no growth coming out of the other side, but it doesn't look like it's rotted or anything yet. It's just got a bunch of moss and slick on it. That one seems fairly obvious. Well, I'm pretty sure there should not be healthy trees in a cave where there's no light. You're in the open now. The sun shines above you like noon. Ah, okay. You you have emerged from the cave. Okay, okay. So, how? So one thing can't be trusted. One holds a cruel surprise, and one has betrayal in its heart. So that's three things that are all bad. So yeah. Well, which do we feel of these is dead? The dead tree over there. Just a guess. Yeah, the tree. Are we sure that's dead? Because maybe to someone who's written this, they would classify dead as something else. Like, maybe they feel the stones are dead because stones don't grow like a tree does. It's true, it's true. Well, well then we're never going to figure this out if we don't know what's metaphorical and what's literal. Can we agree that maybe the bridge isn't supposed to be here? He looks between everyone in the party. Yeah, that's what I would think. And it seems like the rope isn't touching the soil. But none of that helps because those are all three bad things and 
Like, is there one of those things that isn't bad, cannot be trusted, holds a cruel surprise, and holds betrayal in its heart? Yeah, I mean, if the fallen tree is the dead tree and the bridge doesn't belong here, those can't be used. We can't use the rope, or at least we can't quote-unquote trust the rope. So only thing I think we could do is chop down these two trees and push them up against the rock spire. But if we're going to go talk to a Spriggan, he probably wouldn't like that. I don't know. Glenna, Sariel, what do you think? I think we uh, should go over the stone one. I can go talk to those trees. That would help. It's a pretty good idea. <laughs> it's not cheating as badly as flying over it like she did. He's just going to lean over to Sariel and be like, You really got to tell me everything you can do. I forgot. Well, I can't talk to rocks, but it just seems like the stone bridge is the most logical to cross over. I guess once he's gotten Glenna's input, he's going to go with Sariel. I mean, Sariel, I don't know what she's going to go to, whether it be the fallen one or the, the uh, colorful one. But he wants to look over the edge to see how deep the water is and how fast it's moving, James. Pretty clearly, as you get near the edge of the water, it looks just pure and great and awesome. And then you look at the bottom and it's like, oh, it's covered in bones. Uh, also, there's like some metal, some swords, just refuse. There's just a ton of stuff that adventurers might have. Yeah, there's a graveyard. There's a graveyard over here in this. Actually, hey, Eden, come here. Uh, coming. Do you think you could mage hand any of that stuff if anything really valuable or useful to us is there? I sure. can't properly take things because Saloon would be mad at me. But hey, you don't, you know, answer to a god. Is I was going to call it. I was going to call it. Now I like I didn't because I was going to feel bad about it. Oh, come on. We don't see any bodies, do we? <laughs> you see numerous bodies. Uh, okay then. That's... Just skeletons now though. Uh, all right. Well, was there anything in particular that you were oh, looking no, no, at no. that you wanted me to grab for you? Oh, no, it's not for me. I just if you thought if any of you thought there was anything useful. I mean, for all we know there could be a clue down there that would help us. Do you think this refers to what doesn't belong? Possibly. I don't know what to think anymore. From above, the sprite calls down, Hey guys, it's obviously a trick. Just come over. We can't fly, man. We'll wade through that. I can. Wait. I can, I can fly. We're going to wade. I don't trust you. You're There's a big riddle thing happening, and you're all... I'm just going to fly over it. Are you talking to me or to Daisy? Daisy. Oh. Well, I mean, it's... Your funeral. I figure you've gotten three choices. Why not take the fourth? All right, I have a plan. We set up a workout montage for Eve. She gets super swole and then one by one carries us all across the river. I do like that idea. <laughs> Eve grabs onto your shoulder and like tries to pick you up, just flapping as hard as she can. <laughs> um, I can maybe part the water, try to part the water. Yeah. Hey, what if the holds betrayal in its heart is referring to the what the rope is holding at the center there, that thing, the big stone jutting out. And then the rope is safe, but you just can't touch the thing in the middle. So we'll have to do a heroic leap. Glenna, you see if you can do something with water, with the water. Sariel, you, you hit up them trees, see what they know. And I just want to roll a perception, James, to see what I can see. If there's perhaps any clues in the water or any really cool, super valuable loot that you've hidden in there that's like a plus five. Sword. I knew you'd get it. I knew, I knew that would happen. What? What am I? I didn't, we're not doing anything wrong. I was looking for clues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll up some STEM skills. Actually. <laughs> search for clues. Broken break into their house and search for clues. <laughs> Monetary clues only, though. I have rolled a 19 in perception. Magical clue plus five. <laughs> I'll take one of those. So let's go with the information gathering first before Galena acts. 
Osario, how do you talk to a tree? And which tree are you talking to? The one that's across the river or the one that has a rope around it? Let's talk to the one that has the rope around it, the one nearest to us. Okay. As you cast Speaks with Plants, you sense the tree awakening under your touch. You hear a voice say to you, Why am I awake? Good morning. I'm sorry to bother you, but we have a little bit of a riddle, and we were hoping you could help. Oh dear. There's a rope around me. That's very unpleasant. A riddle, you say? I, I'm not very good at riddles, but I can usually solve them if I think long enough. Sariel's going to try a more direct route first. Gosh. To us, James, what does it sound like as she speaks plant slash tree? It is up to Sariel. One thing you cannot hear is the tree talking back. Is she just standing there going like... I assume that she's not making verbal sounds, but it's up to her. Uh, I want to say the tree responding definitely just sounds like soft rustling. Like yeah. at first you could just assume it's random, but then you can hear like almost patterns in it. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing? Are I you drumming your fingers say... on the bark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely would have would have my hand on the bark. I want to say it would to everyone else it would sound like some weird two voices strangeness going on, or like. Sariel's talking, but then there's also, like, kind of ethereal, wispy, like, leaf noises. Sweet. So weird. <laughs> Alright, what's the direct route you're taking? Sariel will tell the tree, We need to get across from the shore to the next one, and there are three bridges. You wouldn't happen to have seen anyone try any of these. Hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen anyone try. There used to be four bridges. But one of them is gone now. Hmm. Also, this rope feels weird. I don't know much about this puzzle, but if you could get it off, that would be nice. It's pulling a little tight. Tariel will nod, and she'll also turn to the others and let them know that the tree says the rope feels weird. Which, I mean, could mean a lot of things for a tree. Wait, the tree is talking? That's not normal. Don't talk to the tree. Don't trust it. <laughs> she can talk to trees. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So the riddle is this. Three bridges, two lead to death, one offers hope. What does not touch the soil cannot be trusted. What is dead holds a cruel surprise. What is not where it belongs holds betrayal in its heart. Are you explaining the riddle to the tree? Yeah. The tree subconsciously asks you to describe the scenario around you, and when it takes that imagery in, you can sort of hear it thinking. But it comes back and says, you should run before they get bored. Oh. And then reverts into itself and becomes just a tree again. He shows out, did you ask it when it got here? Because Daisy said they weren't always here before. I think the tree is done with this conversation. And its wow. last piece of advice is that we should run before they get bored. And I don't know what that means, but I okay. feel like we should probably take it seriously. Where do we run? Back? We need to move forward. All right. What is, what's my perception role, James? Ah, yes. So, Gish, as you are looking down into the water, you see several things of value. Gems, gold, at least one very finely made sword. It may or may not be magical. You're not sure. It isn't obviously glowing or anything, but it looks really nice. But I, I actually was looking for clues. As you look into the water and look for clues, you are walking along the bank, I suppose, which has a five-foot slope into the water. The water is probably 50 feet across, and then a five-foot up on the other side. Mm -hmm. 
And as you are gandering around, you see some movement from the very center rock. And you're pretty sure something about halfway up moved, but when you looked at it, it wasn't there. Well, I'm going to call that out to the others. Okay, that rock is weird. The middle rock? Yeah. How I think do you it mean? moved, which maybe that's normal for the Fae, but I ain't trusting it. See, they'd hold betrayal in its heart. I was right. I'm going with I was right. Sorry, I'll examine the rope around the tree. I suppose just checking for anything strange about it. I want to say it would be a nature roll. Sure. It was just a 10 in nature. You're sure about one thing. This isn't a rope. It's a tentacle. It looks ah. like it's made of fibers, but it's definitely not. Let's not go on that one. I think that one was probably, if we're assuming everything in the riddle is true, that one is probably the most obvious the trap most, to stay away from. The most obvious nope. Yes, the most obvious nope. Well, nope, time, rope. time to cut that rope and free that poor tree. You want to cut the rope? Just... Uh, are you sure about that? It'll probably lead to a fight. Guys, yeah, was... I'm serious. Just fly over. It'll be fine. Look, we can't fly. Well, one of us can. Or but... wade, whatever. Don't be afraid of some bones. They never hurt nobody. I am not waiting. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'll look at the... Like, I want to ask this, and then I know it's it's going to be sort of a moot point because Fae Wild shenanigans... But Kinsari will examine the river, and it would it would probably be another nature roll to see how treacherous it would be to cross. Oh, would that mean nature or survival, roll a survival. actually? Yeah. yeah. That is a 13 in survival. It looks like it's maybe four to five feet deep, and it's moving rather gently. The only thing that might be treacherous about it is that the bottom is covered in bones and debris that might make footing hard. I just saw James move a large token off the mat, and I didn't see what it was. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> you saw something strange on that rock and then didn't see it. That's what I was doing. Uh, okay. Sorry, we'll, we'll be peering into the water. It's slow moving, if a little bit deep, which should make for easy crossing. But the bones, well, they're sharp. Besides that, I don't see anything to stop us. All right, Glenna, what you got? And someone do a perception. There's like some like invisible frickin' fourth bridge or something. I feel like I'm doing too many rolls, and James is I, just gonna I, like. I, well, I think Glenn is probably gonna like strike on something really important right now. Stands like a half second away from just being like, "I'm going for it," and just wading into the water. I'm gonna give you guys sort of an artificial time limit, which is Sten, Galena, and Eden can do one information roll or an action right now, and then something's gonna happen. I honestly think that the stone bridge is fine. <laughs> Let's just go for it. Well, Be bold. Well, hold on. Believe I mean, in stone. Glenna was going to try and move the water. I want to see what happens. Do we not want to see what happens when she does that? She tries well, to you know what? Let Glenna do what she wants to do. Yeah. This is what Glenna's going to do, and it's possible. I may be a little bit impulsive, and somebody can try to stop me, but I'm going to start walking across the stone bridge, but I'm going to have a water spell ready. Okay. You guys see Glenna heading towards the stone bridge, but before that happens, Sten and Eden have a chance to look at something or do something. I sort of like the idea of Sten and Galena like simultaneously deciding to be bold and taking different routes, and, <laughs> and I just like look over and see you across the bridge. Oh, uh, and then just keep going. Well, I'm committed. So, which one are you going for, Sten? Oh, I'm waiting across. I'm just waiting through the water. Oh, okay, cool. Taking a berth around the creepy stone thing that is probably some kind of hideous Cthulhu octopus. Sure. So, uh, put yourself on the shore where you're about to cross. And Eden, what are you doing? Can I take Eve and use her to get a closer look at the stone bridge? Oh, absolutely. Let her scout for you while you look through her eyes? Yes. 
Eden takes a seat and Eve scoots off to the bridge. Indeed. I want you to roll a an investigate yourself because Eve's going to give you a really good view of everything. She got them owl eyes. Oh, freaking A, man. Eden rolled a four in an investigation. Looks like a bridge. All right. Good enough for me. Okay. Can I, I think I'm going to try crossing, James. Can I just ask one simple question before I attempt to cross? Nope. You are dealing with Darn. immediate crises. You've been doing other things. You've been staring okay. at the water. You've been looking at the rock. Okay. Now Galena is about to step up onto the bridge and Sten is about to oh, ford no. on the other side of the stone bridge. Okay. That's where you put your token, right? Yeah. yeah that's correct. Okay. Cool. Now, if anybody wants to react to this, they may, or it's just going to happen. Seeing them run, I'm going to get my, my new rope ready, my, my commandable rope. Okay. Sten, you step into the water. It is a little bit brisk, but other than that, pretty pleasant and doesn't seem to threaten to push you over or anything. Brisk, guys. It's pretty nice, actually. Feels good, but he's still going to kind of hurry along. And Galena, you step onto the stone bridge? Yeah. Nobody stops you? I don't know. I feel like the way you're talking, something bad is about to happen to me. Or so. something good, and I just want to psych you out. Okay. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm stepping over the bridge, but I've got, like, a bubble of water ready to splash something. All right. Galena, as you step up onto the bridge, you reach the center, your ball of water held menacingly, and Sten gets near the center of the river as well, the water now well above his waist, but not up quite up to his shoulders yet. You hear, well, Galena, you feel this first, but a rumble beneath your feet. But all of you hear a voice say, I did it! It shows me that means I get their heads. Wait, this is the bridge, this is the bridge saying this? The bridge begins to collapse beneath Galena's feet and form up in the center of the river, probably a little closer to the far side, into a mostly humanoid shape with a tiny little bean-shaped head on the front. That jiggles back and forth. Oh, this is just ridiculous. Do I fall in the water? Yes, it dumps you in the water. I want you to make a dex save to uh, add advantage because you're a, a watery type fella, lady, to see if you maintain your composure and don't lose a turn splashing around trying to get back to your feet. Because it's 21. pretty deep for Galena. Ooh, 21. I mean, I swam in the ocean before. This is not that bad. Galena's a fish. I'm a mermaid. As this creature finishes bellowing out its proclamation that it will get your heads as it has been chosen, you hear two other low growls. The rock jutting out of the stream with ropes on it begins to wriggle like a maggot, and a voice shouts, It's unfair, you wrote the riddle and you always win. <clears throat> your riddle sucks. There's no right answer and you're all monsters. And I knew you looked like Cthulhu. That's not a real thing. There's no Cthulhu in this world. Or is there? At least, but we don't know about it. No. Your good friend Daisy across the way, hovering high above these creatures, hollers back, I told you, just take the fourth option. It's always a trick. Oh hey, God. I started to. And then I immediately violated your rule and started talking to them. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you just insulted them. Galena tries to slap Sten from where she is in the water. Oh, oh for God. God's sake, they just started talking about taking our heads. We're allowed to insult them now. You guys are ugly just... and made of stone in some cases. He did just insult him. He's just going to place his hand over his exposed eyes and like, oh god, he did insult him. <laughs> guys, <laughs> they just said they were going to kill us. I bet it's weird and surreal for Gish to facepalm without a cloth uh, yes. over his face. <laughs> it's weird to facepalm and feel my hand against my face. <laughs> okay, I guess we have to roll initiative now. Yes. Glenna says to the air. <laughs> 
both ropes untie from the trees that they were tied to, pull back to the creature in the center, a third and a fourth rope extend. You see a giant mouth open lamprey on the side, as well as an eye. The tree crumbles into the center, disappearing under the water for a moment before bursting forth again as a bestial-looking creature with wooden legs and a draconic, almost beast-like mouth but with a whole bunch of mossy fur. The large bean-headed rock man says, Quit your belly aching, we all feed today. And with that, we will wrap for the evening. Good thing I got my stone cutting tools. Uh-oh. Yeah. Our heroes have stumbled from one unfavorable faux pas right into another. Does the party consider listening to a guide to be three bridges too far? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Sten! What? Sorry, I missed that. I heard Sten. Just, I was just calling out to you, man. Oh, uh, I don't know why I got high-pitched there for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's uh turn them off for a second. I can't get a good snap. I'll do it later. One second, guys. Just in universe, I want you to realize that nobody has died yet. You have been severely injured and brought to unconsciousness and then nearly dying. Nobody's resurrecting anybody. Right, right, right. Okay. You got close to the edge. Sure. Okay. I'll I'll phrase it a different way. (laughs) You guys have just been very casual with the word death. And I just want to be sure that you know that like nobody's died. Don't mess okay. with James Cannon. Resurrection doesn't exist. Okay, then. That's why Geesh can't take it at, like, level 9. Wait, what? No, I'm being bully. I'm being bully. I don't understand. <laughs> this is, this is like this is like some out-of-character bully where oh, there's, right, a, the there's a paladin yeah, spell. No, yeah, got it. No, yeah, no, okay. Got yeah. it, yeah. Um, and James is like, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back in sorry character. Sorry for interrupting. Continue. <laughs>